0: You're listening to the 503 Report with Tim Reinerson and Andrew Wellborn, where America's voice is heard. Be sure to check out our website weekly as we bring Sacramento and the world to you at www.503report.com, where America's voice is heard. There is no doubt that when any foreign government tries to impact the integrity of our elections, that we need to take action, and we will, at a time and place of our own choosing.
1: Action. Boy, I think that's what we're going to get with the next administration. We're going to have a little bit less talk and a, a lot more action. So the the crats in, uh, in the Congress in and the Senate right now, they're all up in arms about Russia. And what's going on with the uh crat headquarters? On. They <laughs> can't believe that they were hacked. You had the social crat media and the greatest tech companies on your side, and yet you were still hacked? Are you kidding me? Now it's a big deal. Never mind it. The presidential candidate John Kerry talked about that four years ago and said Russia was, you know, our number one concern. And President Obama said, I don't, you know, I need kind of push that aside. Eight years of talk and no action. I don't feel sorry for you, social commiecrats, whatsoever. Man, Merry Christmas, everybody. It is Friday. It is my favorite day of the week, and I am always joined by my good friend to my right. (laughs) Andrew Wellborn, buddy, Merry Christmas. Bro. Merry Christmas, brother. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you forgot about the
2: Marxicrats now. I right? I mean, so, my
1: <laughs> bad, I missed one. Yeah, we got to
2: include those guys in this. And, yes, uh, those guys are pretty shocked, Tim. I mean, they're shocked for one reason. It's like, well, wait a minute. Oh, hold on. I thought you guys were on our side. Hey, you were supposed to do this on behalf of Donald Trump. You were supposed to do this on behalf of, of Hillary Clinton. Oh, goodness gracious, yeah. man. Yeah, crats, stupid majorities in Sacramento, California, down there in that legislature social crafts marxie crafts. yes we're just going to go on and on and on but no matter what man it is a great day in america hello folks andrew wellborn here on the 503 report bringing in Sacramento and the world to you and of course we podcast on itunes where america's voice is heard tim
1: we are andrew you can go to podcast attic and you can subscribe to the 503 report absolutely for free catch five years with the shows there you want to get involved with the show, pretty simple as well. You can call or text us and the phone number, 257-8255 is the text and phone number and out of the area. We have a lot of listeners out of the area. We can't thank you enough for that as well at one 866 882 one, two, seven, seven. A lot more action, like Toby Keith would say. Really looking forward to a lot more action in the next uh, coming uh, months out there, my friend, Andrew. <laughs>
2: oh, what a great opening, man. You really, really sparked me, man. You know, I came in a little bit upset about a lot of things that I was reading, trying to get ready for this show and trying to calm down and try to present it. To you, our listeners out there, folks, and... Uh, you know, it's uh, it is very frustrating. I mean, these people have lost their minds, guys. <laughs> these guys are just losing their mind. That far left group out there, and I'm, I'm glad to start hearing a lot of the big boy media out there starting to refer to these guys as the left, because that's exactly what they are. And that's pretty much going to be the mission of this program here: is to really, really point out, you know, that they are on the left, that they're, they're communists, not necessarily Democrats. I'm going to separate them from that great party of of America, you know, our two great parties, the Republicans and the Democrats. But we're just going to point out who is taking over the party as time goes along. And yes, absolutely. These communists uh that are in control. These socialist marxists that have been in control of the Democrats for so long, they are just beside themselves about the thought of Putin actually helping their opponent.
1: Well, they are, Andrew. And, and let's get this kind of straight and tell everybody, because yeah. everybody's kind of thinking that, you know what? Well, he changed. He made the electoral go the, no. the way of Donald Trump. He made the votes. No, he, he didn't do that. The emails were already, already there for everybody to uh, see and to hear. Maybe a, a few of them came out, some of the 30,000, of course, that they didn't want. But that's what it is. And, of course, they're spinning it their way, you know, and they're making it sound like the electoral and everything was swayed, and it wasn't, Andrew.
2: You're absolutely correct. And that's one thing we got to make sure that is uh, really known, folks. I mean, look, the hacking, regardless of whomever it did, did not. There is absolutely zero evidence out there that the Secretary of State's offices of the states of the United States or even the precincts and the voting mechanisms were hacked or were compromised. So that is absolutely not the case right now. They're just upset because this is kind of a— They lost! <laughs> hey, You know what? Look, this is kind of like—let's take it back in history. Let's talk about Watergate. This sure. is exactly what they were breaking into the DNC and the Watergate building to try to get was information like this. And, you know, it's shame on you guys, first of all. First of all, folks, let's keep it let's keep it real here. Let's talk about Thank terrorism technology here. I mean, if anybody anybody thinks that anything that they put in the form of an email, put on Facebook oh, or put Lord. into their computer is virtually safe, you're an idiot. Yeah, okay? You. You're an idiot if you think that the text messages, the voice messages are just going to be and confidence. You know, I'm an idiot when it comes to technology. I'm not the greatest when it comes to manipulating the technology, but I don't put anything sensitive and I don't use my computer or my phone to utilize access, should we say, sensitive areas of my life. So if you're thinking that all your firewall protections are in place, then gosh darn it, maybe you guys don't need to run the country because you guys are stupid. Our guys are just stupid to think that these emails cannot be hacked. And obviously, the Soviet Union's been hacking us for several, several. years. And China. Years. And, you know, to be appalled about the interference of election. I mean, come on, as a great nation, we've been we've been doing that for decades when it comes to influencing, we don't use the word interfere in yeah. America, but influencing elections in our favor to our interests across this globe.
1: Well, they have, and they use the media to, to do that before uh, cyber technologies and the Internet and everything came up. Uh, across now they have the both uh, versions of that you can get everything on your phone you can get everything right now and then you're also hearing and seeing the print media they had all the ball they had everything wrapped up into their cord and they still lost
2: well we haven't done anything i mean they've been hacking into our u.s government websites they've been hacking into yep. our our banks they've been stealing personal information we've known about this for decades now we haven't done anything to stop it so What's going to stop them from doing it? What is their incentive to stop when all we do is just continue to let it happen? And you know what? Like I said, folks, if you don't want a conversation between you and somebody, uh, you know, to go public and for the whole world to read it, then you might want to just have it one-on-one, face-to-face <laughs> rather than in written format.
1: Do, do the name Anthony Weiner mean anything <laughs> to you? I mean, you know, the guy who wanted to be a congressman and mayor and everything else and. uh And just look what happened to him. And you're absolutely correct, Andrew. You cannot do things like that. And they're just all upset. And they're going to – I wonder if they're going to continue doing this after January 20th of uh, uh, next year. They're going to continue to uh, cry and to whine and to say things. But let's get it out there straight. You know, like we said here in the opening right here, that – it has no influence on the Electoral College whatsoever. Yeah, you know what? And some of the big boys and
2: girls out there in national big boy media, big girl media, you know, stop trying to spin this. I mean, the reality is, is that these emails probably did seal the deal for certain groups of voters out there. I mean, yeah. just acknowledge it move on. But the point is, is that these guys are so irresponsible that they had these emails going back and forth thinking that the whole world could not access them. And then when you hear the communications, it really shows the hypocrisy of these individuals running the demo. Democrat party so you know this just this 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 nonsense we're hearing on the big boys and big girls out there as far as yes it did let's just let's just acknowledge that it did probably influence a lot may help a lot of people make that decision maybe it was the final straw maybe it confirmed a lot of suspicions but now they have what they believe to be direct evidence but you know when it comes down to the cyber world look i mean now now you start to see the federal government uh, and other government agencies talking about trying to regulate the internet now Oh, goodness gracious, that's that's what socialists do. That's what communists do. They want to regulate and prevent the flow of information. It's like all of a sudden we can't, as a people, determine by ourselves whether or not something's fake or not. And we need the federal government to be able to regulate what the information is for as true information now on the Internet. I mean, good God, we all know that if it's on the Internet, it must be true. Uh,
1: you, you don't hear, well, United States uh, government television said this. Now you hear that for North Korean Government television, Russian national government television said this and that. Those are controlled, those media by the government, and uh, the uh, leftists are really trying to get... Aligned with that here, uh, when things don't go their way here, but let's also not forget that you know um, Hillary forgot to go to Wisconsin and Michigan, and, and where Donald Trump th- went there all the time. Those are a couple of the reasons also that she lost. Well,
2: there's a lot of reasons she lost. Yes, there and are. So you know, not not to waste our precious time, you know, hashing into that. But you know, look, I mean, it's just time to start acknowledging that. Look, the Soviet Union has been doing this for for decades on us, and now all of a sudden we've seen a true Watergate. Let's call it what it is. I yeah. mean, you know, the information was retrieved from the dnc and released to the public and you know people did make decisions on that now another thing that's kind of got my going a little bit right now man is electoral college you see california right now advocating for all the electoral college appointers, or should we say appointees you know to to go against the will of the states and uh we see that currently 57 percent of californians want a national vote rather than the the all-important article two of the constitution which is how we elect the president of the united states
1: well, yeah andrew we can- I really would like to get into that maybe with our special guests if we have time today. But that, I've seen that, was just absolutely crazy. But that is exactly uh, what's coming out of the colleges. I believe that was coming out of Sac State or somebody, that article on there. That was pretty crazy, pal. Well,
2: there's all kinds of groups out there that are starting to. Uh trying to form themselves in the name of, uh, of, of California and America. All of a sudden, these socialists and these commiecrats and these Marxicrats are becoming quite the patriots of the <laughs> United States in the name of our democracy. But they're leaving out the real, real important thing, folks, is that, yes, maybe, I don't know, are we really a democracy? No, we're a republic, and we know that. Or at least we should know that. But, you know, as we say, <laughs> well, time for that stuff that you should know. Don't know. Maybe you don't want to know, but as we just said, you're going to know that right now. Today's date in history. The year is 1773, Tim. The Boston Tea Party. The Sons of Liberty, they throw tea shipments into the harbor, protesting what? The Tea Act. That's right, folks. The Tea Act, which was imposed on the Tea by the British Crown. 1863, Braxton Bragg, General Braxton Bragg, is relieved of his command of the Confederate Army in Tennessee. And of course, 1864, during the United States Civil War, was the Battle of Nashville. It ends, resulting in 4,400 casualties.
1: Heard every Friday after the news on 1240 KSUE, the 503 report bringing Sacramento and the world to you. You can also go to Podcast Attic subscribe to the show and get us on iTunes you can get us on uh, Android your smartphone however and whatever's easy for you and of course on the internet as well sierradailynews.com five years worth of shows there at podcast addict 503 report bringing Sacramento and the world to you. your phone calls your texts back more after this right here on our favorite day of the week a week before Christmas it's Friday and it's the 503 report bringing Sacramento and the world to you
0: It's live from the high desert in the Sierra Nevada Mountains.
1: It's the 503 Report, Northeastern California's original political talk show, bringing Sacramento and the
0: world to you.
1: And here's your host, Tim Reiterts. Thank you very much, Stan, and welcome back, everybody. Your favorite day of the week, Friday. It's the 503 Report, bringing Sacramento and the world to you.
2: Oh, yeah, Russian hackers, uh, cabinet appointees, and, of course, the Electoral College uh, voting influence uh, You know, these are the things that kind of got me a little bit upset as far as how silly we're being in America. And, yeah, you know, the hackers, let's just get it over with, folks. And the Republicans just need to acknowledge it. And, uh, you know, the bottom line is is that that information was influential to certain core groups of voters. And that's fine because it was the final nail in the coffin, should we say, politically speaking. And as we were talking about in the first segment of the show, Tim, if uh, maybe the DNC and the Democrats needed to be punished, should we say, for being so stupid to think that that information was secure. And for Republicans, learn the lesson. Don't be stupid also. I mean, none of your information, emails, anything technologically out there is not going to be secured. Hello, folks. Andrew Walborn here on the 503 Report, bringing in Sacramento and the world to you. And, of course, we podcast on iTunes, where America's voice is heard, Tim.
1: We are, Andrew. And you can just very simple go to Podcast Addicts, subscribe to our show. And you, like I said, you can get on your smartphone, your Android, uh, your computer, however you want, five years worth of show. The 503 Report, bringing Sacramento and the world to you.
2: You know, I've been asked a lot, Tim, and I'm sure you have too, about our opinion. It seems like every day there's a new appointee with Donald Trump uh, with his cabinet. And uh, my opinion has been asked as far as what I think about that out there on the streets as we move up and down within our community. And, you know, I'm going to give the same answer here on the air. Is It's real simple. It looks good on paper. I mean, it looks like Donald Trump is actually appointing members in accordance to what he campaigned on. Um, Who knows how they're going to operate, who knows how it's going to work out, but it looks like he is trying to do what he said he was going to do, which was to recruit the brightest and the smartest and the greatest negotiators he believed that were in the United States to be able to negotiate and take positions of the United States on behalf of the United States out there in this anti-United States world of ours.
1: Well, he has, Andrew, and I'm looking at up and down all his picks. I don't really have a problem with any He has a couple left to do, and he has seen both sides of the aisle, uh, brought them in. I thought it was great to see everybody from the tech world we talked about in the opening uh, uh, with him the other day talking about. And I'm sure he's talking about cyber uh, protection and everything for businesses here. But he is going right about what he said, Andrew. And, you know, Mr. Tillerson for Secretary of State, the one of the largest, if not the largest company uh, in the world. And he's been in charge of that for, you know, he's worked there for 40 years. Only job he's ever had. He's negotiated with all these leaders throughout the world. I think it's going to be a great choice. The generals he has, there's going to be a little more action and a little bit less talk on some of the things that happen to our democracy, our freedoms in America, thanks to all those gentlemen and ladies that he is picking.
2: Yeah, you know, we got a lot of reaction last week when we were talking about the Cold War, and yes, I mean, obviously, we are going into a Cold War. I mean, that's all there is to it with Demia, Putin over there in the Soviet Union. We just saw that China basically snatched one of our, our, our drones uh, out of the ocean when we were from one of our exploratory ships out there in the, in, in the open international waters. So, these provocations are going to happen, folks. I mean, right now, Donald Trump hasn't even done anything. He's not even in office yet, but the provocations are coming from the Soviet Union, coming from China and other nations out there. I mean, good Lord, I mean, when we see what's going on in Aleppo, this is a direct result of President Obama's position in the United States. And yes, President Obama, I think you're going to leave office having successfully completed a mission that you set out to change the perception of the world towards America. And when you take a look at what's happening out there in the world, you know, the perception is very, very simple. America has now become weak. There is absolutely no response of America. So the perception of America, we have a whole generation now that just doesn't even think about America as as far as having any influence, much less any fear.
1: Well, you know, and are we going to go back? and Remember when President Reagan took office, the, uh, the the, captives were freed in Iran, the the 59 that they had there for almost a year. They were freed. Don't know if anything like that's going to happen, but boy, are they flexing their muscles right now in Uh, before Obama leaves and before uh, a President-elect Trump comes into office. But he has a lot of men and ladies there that are not going to put up with that and let their feelings known to him to make a proper decision can't wait to see what's going to happen after that, Andrew. Well,
2: we see the Democrats are already starting to line up as far as trying to poke and prod and try to bring up everything as a conflict of interest with the president-elect, with his business his affairs. And I just think as a nation, you look, I mean, this man is uh, obviously entwined worldwide when it comes to his uh, business dealings. We have to give him a little time and patience to make sure he's not in a conflict. And what we believe to be a conflict sometimes, you know, might not actually be a conflict, and much less, I mean, pretty much it ends up being a political conflict conflict rather than legal conflict so ultimately we're just going to have to i think uh, you know give i at least i am i'm going to give the president-elect enough time to be able to get his affairs in order when it comes to this and i'm just not sure tim i mean you you know my position and i've said pretty much on the show frequently as far as uh, my thoughts on business people successful business people coming into government i don't know if that translates over just because you're successful in business doesn't guarantee that you're going to be successful in government affairs i mean let's face it you know the united states is not a business and government sometimes has difficulties when it comes to running as a business and there's a lot of reasons for that and uh so i wish these guys best of luck and so far so good looks like it's a Looks great on the paper. It looks good as far as the vision, but you know, I'm just gonna, you know, we'll, 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 it remains to be seen as far as these appointees. But the president won; he gets to make these nominations and these appointees, and hopefully, we don't see a lot of interference with the United States Congress.
1: Well, you know, and and a, a few of them, I think, are uh, slam dunk. The defense, maybe homeland security. Uh, the men uh, that he has uh, appointed to those posts know all about the defense of our country and of our homeland, and I think they will make smart decisions there. But as we said, you know, uh, Rex Tillerson, CEO of ExxonMobil, he's certainly on the world stage as far as business, knows what he is doing right there. Dr. Ben Carson grew up in the projects, the housing and urban development. He knows about growing up there, but he he, he grew up and he came out of there and look what he did, probably the most brilliant, one of the most brilliant surgeons of our time, one of the most brilliant men of our time. So, Hopefully he will be able to incorporate that into the decision-making there. And so the Secretary of Education, you know, finance, Governor uh, Perry of Texas for uh, energy, uh, uh, what he wanted to abolish. Remember he mentioned <laughs> that. But, you know, for that, you know, and Texas and then drilling and oil and fracking and everything – He's getting people lined up that know what they're talking about and what they're doing, Andrew.
2: Well, let's face it. I mean, the left is going
1: crazy
2: with some of these appointments. Oh, EPA so, boy! You know, if you want, um, you know, if you want, if you want, um, let's say an individual, if you want to abolish, say, like a uh, um, agency department, you know, when Rick Perry wants to get rid of the Department of Energy, I just who who would you better have as far as to dismantle these agencies? And I think the left sees that with the EPA and some of their agencies that they are um – that they are are targeting, should we say, with some of the cabinet positions. So the left is just going to get crazier and crazier as it goes. But I think a lot of these guys potentially have got, um, well, I mean, they're going to have a mission and it's, that mission is going to be to maybe not dismantle these agencies as, as much as basically begin to break their control down.
1: Well, and I think also maybe make them more efficient too, Andrew, because there are a lot of them I think are just so large, you know, they have sub, uh, uh, companies and however else you want to say that uh, the that entities that are under the one blanket and they don't need to have as many of those uh, out there and so get control on it get it reined in you the cost savings we're probably going to see are going to be pretty tremendous in the, the first year or so i would imagine in a lot of those you know uh, california governor jerry brown is really losing his mind right now over the uh, <laughs> climate uh, change and climate control and we're damn well going to do this when uh President Trump uh, gets in office uh, quoting from the the governor, you know, as far as the EPA, and we're going to send up our own drones and get our own climate change uh, projects going here in the great state of uh, California, at least in those next two years that he has.
2: Well, there's lots to talk about, Governor Jerry Brown, as we will get into it. But, you know, the big thing that's kind of bothering me is this Electoral College, all of these individuals who are advocating that the Electoral Colleges of the states go against the voting will of the state voters. And, I mean, that's just not the way it's set up, folks. I mean, you know, that's why we got winner-take-all states, and there's an obligation and a duty of the individual appointed into these positions um, to actually fulfill that obligation and vote for the individuals regardless. So if, even if I were a elector, and this is one of the reasons why I don't put myself out there to maybe become part of the Electoral College, but if I were, Andrew Wellborn here on the 503 Report up here in Northeastern California was selected to be Electoral uh, member of the state of California, I would cast my vote for Hillary Clinton because that would be my duty and obligation on behalf of the state. We do have a call on the line. Thanks for joining the conversation. You are on the five hundred three. What's on your mind today? Oh. Go ahead. Looks like we got a cell fall. Give us a call back. But meantime, we do have our good friend, California State Senator Ted Gaines, has joined us on the five hundred three report. Senator, how are you doing today, sir? Welcome back to the program as always.
0: Thank you, Andrew. I really appreciate it. How you doing? Oh,
2: we're doing great, other than, you know, complaining about some of the stuff that you're dealing with down there and getting ready to deal with down there, especially what we now have called the stupid majority of the California <laughs> legislature now <laughs> being controlled by uh, that other side of the aisle.
0: Yeah, we've got our, our hands full, and we didn't start the year out well uh, with the swearing in ceremony because the uh, the liberals in both the Senate and the Assembly uh, marched in lockstep Hmm. with a resolution on immigration and attacking uh, the Trump administration before uh, President-elect Trump is even sworn into office. So, um, we've got battles ahead of us, but I'm so so encouraged and so excited that Donald Trump got elected, that it's just changing the landscape. And if you can believe it, even the landscape in California, because there's federal dollars that are going to flow from Washington to California, and those are jeopardized uh, now because uh, we're going to take a look at sanctuary cities, we're going to take a look at the Affordable Care Act, and there's going to be some reform that's going to occur.
2: Yeah. Goodness gracious. You know, where do we start with 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 the silliness here out here in California? I mean, the points that you just made, the federal dollars that we potentially are going to lose as a result of, you know, really silly positions that were taken against the federal government. Even even this silly thing called secession that we see that this big movement, right. you know, that's, that some of these uh Interesting individuals down there. I don't want to say in your neck of the woods, but definitely close to your neck of the woods. That are trying to to advocate. And you're absolutely right. We saw the governor Jerry Brown now has has vowed that, regardless of the Donald Trump administration, that he's still going to send satellites up. California is going to do this, and and we're still just going to take that hard stance, regardless of what President-elect Donald Trump is going to do to destroy quote unquote his state.
0: Yeah. And there's you know tens of billions of dollars that come from the federal government into the state of California. So, uh, you know, I th- I think uh, they really ought to be acting in a rational manner, and realize what is at stake, um, and they're not not getting it in, in my view.
1: Senator Ted Gaines joining us here on the 503 report. We can't thank him enough. A regular contributor down in Sacramento uh, in the Senate. As we said, the uh, stupid majority. We Andrew kind of came up with that uh, a couple of weeks uh, ago, and we kind of like that. Uh, Senator Gaines, you know, of course, one of the propositions that passed, and we've talked about this with you before, is Prop 64. And here in uh, northeastern California, you know, they have a lot of territory up here where they can grow. The criminal justice system, of course, up here being bled out very slowly, everything being decriminalized. The DAs throughout northern California and really a lot of California were not for that proposition. You know, they got to be pulling their hair out and wondering what they have to do uh, to try and keep law and order as best they can.
0: Yeah, they've got uh, huge challenges in front of them. I did not uh, support Prop 64. Uh, I think there are uh, some individuals who are going through a lot of pain uh, with medical related issues, whether it's cancer or some other uh, life threatening uh, disease or just a, a, an issue where they can't get rid of pain. Uh, and I think, you know, prescribed to a doctor, that makes sense. But recreational use, uh, I'm against, and I, I'm very worried about the impact it's going to have on our children because it's going to be more prevalent uh, in California. They've had the same issue in California, excuse me, in Colorado, where the incidence of marijuana use by underage um, kids it has increased 80 percent. And then uh, along the same lines, we've seen uh, traffic-related incidents. Uh, California Highway Patrol told me that um, the studies show in the state of Colorado that uh, related accidents have increased 80% um, and under the influence has increased. So, um, and that's from marijuana use, not alcohol. So I just have some real concerns on how is it going to impact rural California uh, when we have potential grows going on uh, throughout the north state. And I think some counties are stepping up and uh, they're They're doing what they can to limit it uh, as much as as possible.
1: Senator Ted Gaines is joining us here. I think we have a a caller on the line also maybe wanting to join the conversation. Hi there. Welcome to the 503 Report. What's on your mind?
3: Thank you. Yeah, I did have a question for uh, Senator Gaines. I had had written uh, an email to his office, but I don't think I got a response. It's regarding AB 1266, the transgender law uh, in California that mandates schools now to uh, open up their restrooms to the restroom that the student um, right. identifies at uh, identifies as his, his or her gender, right. and I would like his thoughts on that. I'm on the planning committee for Lassen High School right now, and we mm-hmm. are hashing this over. And actually what I want to find out is I know this hasn't been challenged in the courts yet in California as far as I know. The um, Title IX, the federal version of it, has been challenged in the courts in several states. And I want to know from the senator, should we challenge this legislatively, legally, through the courts, or uh, by a referendum? Because it needs to be
0: challenged.
1: Thank you very much for the call, Senator Gaines. Were you able to hear
0: all that? I did, yeah. Thank you for the call. And I, um, I voted against that. Uh, legislations that went through the legislature uh, again we're in the minority we we do not set the agenda. I think the best path would be um legal action and or a referendum um, I just think it it's ludicrous i don't know why we're exposing uh our children to this um, you know uh children need to have privacy and they need to be protected and i think especially of my daughters i've got five daughters got one in high school and um i i don't want them exposed to that and i i think that um we live in a a, a crazy state that is it doesn't you know they're, they're turning the uh the basic precepts of civilization on its head and the consequences cannot be good um but i'm not sure what i can do legislatively so I think the legal action is something that your school district is going to have to examine to see if that makes sense to go down that path but certainly we need to fight and we need to look at uh, other options for doing that
2: i got a great suggestion for other options and senator you don't have to comment on this as always but first of all i appreciate the caller calling in with uh, that point because i've been following it pretty closely in our local paper uh what that committee is trying to do and uh, boy you guys sir have got a tough tough thing to do but i did notice a letter in our local paper to the editor talking about you know maybe we should just uh, become a gun sanctuary county against the state and take that approach and maybe something that we should take a look at is up here in the counties of uh disagreements that we're going to be a sanctuary county for what the sex was that you born with and for as protecting our children when it comes uh, to the restroom usage so sanctuary county could be something that's thrown out there i'm being a little radical right now with that but you know what sometimes uh Radicalism has got to happen in order to get people's attention from time to time. As long as it's nonviolent, you know, Senator. Senator, we see that uh, California Governor Jerry Brown right now is calling upon President Obama to use his powers as president to permanently ban new offshore drilling on the coast of California. What do you think about that?
0: Well, I think uh, you know, with any type of um, offshore drilling, we got to be very careful and make sure that we handle that in the right way, but. Uh, Let's face it, it's a natural resource, and uh, it can be extracted in a safe manner. In fact, we're doing it as we speak. Uh, There are a number of of wells off the California coast. And um, what's really interesting, especially in the Santa Barbara area, is that there's a natural seepage of oil coming out (laughs) of the ocean floor. uh, And the fact that when you drill it, you actually reduce the pressure of that leakage so it's actually a good thing even from an environmental standpoint. Now I say that in the context that we've got to make sure that we're operating those uh, uh, in a very safe fashion and, and constantly monitoring that
1: Well, I think that's what the left is portraying as that we really don't care about the environment and we're just going to go out and destroy everything at the cost of just making a dollar and bringing the oil up to Senator Ted Gaines is joining us here on the 503 report. We can't thank him enough. We have another caller on the line. Uh, Hopefully it's for the senator. Hi, welcome to the 503 report. What's on your mind?
3: Yes, this was the previous caller. I just didn't get a chance to thank the senator for responding to uh, my question. And I just wanted to make one more comment that the big issue is the school district is afraid of losing funding from the state of California. Mm-hmm. So that they're not going to fight it. They're going to try to uh, reach a compromise where all students can be accommodated. So thank you.
1: Thank you very Darren, much. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, to be afraid, how about that, Andrew? The Sanctuary County, a part of it, you know, when we talk about what's going on in San Francisco, how much I hate what's going on down there. But these poor people up here in our rural areas up here, You know, and we don't get a lot of money, comparatively speaking, like San Francisco or L.A. does. But what we do get up here, we vitally need. And now their hands are being tied behind their backs for this.
2: You know, Senator, I don't know if you saw this uh, story that came out. You know, once again, you know, we got the uh, California Energy Commission is set to – form new regulations for electricity use by computers and monitors so they're going to start regulating and putting that on the industry you know we're about to become the first state in the the nation to put such regulations on the use of an appliance I don't know if you caught that
0: yes it's really interesting you bring that up because I was just I've got a a friend who is um, moving into a, a, a building for his business and uh they were having to they were doing some tenant improvements in the interior of the building and they said uh have you heard about the the latest building code and i go no and said we have outlets now in our building that turn off automatically after so many minutes of not using electricity within the room i go you're kidding me i <laughs> go no it's a new code requirement and i i go well how expensive is that and they said well Again, they didn't give me an exact figure, but right. it, that this is just another regulation that is increasing the cost of construction <laughs> on tenant improvements in buildings in the state of California. And the question is, do you really save that much energy? And and why are we focused to the nth degree on on on, on putting uh, new standards in place that increase the cost of construction for buildings? Um, the same thing is happening in the housing arena now. When you build a home, it has to have fire sprinklers. Well, you know, I've lived my whole life uh, in homes without uh, smoke detectors when I was a kid. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> you, know, you know, there's a standard for smoke detectors. So, okay, but that's great, and and that's hardwired and it's also battery operated. So you've got two sources of power to make sure that people get out of the house in the event of a fire. But do we really have to go to the nth degree and require that homes be sprinklered when you're increasing the cost? One estimate that I had heard was $8,000 per home. We are, we are precluding people from moving up the ladder into the middle class and to live the California dream as a homeowner when we continue to add these regulations. And I'm, I'm so happy that President elect Trump is talking about this. He says we're going to roll back regulation so that it, it is not taxing the people. It's a, we call it a hidden tax. Well, right. it, it's not so hidden when you look at the cost of buying a car or buying a home or trying to do business in the state of California. Now I'm talking about Cal, uh, Fed regulation here right. at, at this point. We still have the battles here in the state, we need to fight, too.
2: Well, when it comes to the Energy Commission, I think the business owners should be able to make that decision, basically, whether or not they want to turn off their their electronics, especially. They're the ones who pay that electric bill. So that should be a business decision that's made monthly based that's on true. the management yeah, of that absolutely. office.
0: <laughs> if the technology is there and you want to incorporate it into your business and pay the cost to do that, great. But why does everybody have to bear that cost?
1: Senator Ted Gage- Command and control. Senator Ted Gaines Absolutely. is joining us, and we have time for one more question. We have a text in. We have a, a texter out there, Senator, asking, What is your assessment of the unfunded liability in CalPERS and CalSTERS?
0: Oh, that's a great <laughs> yeah. question. Um, because it's about $100 billion mm-hmm. for state employees. I think it's about $200 billion when uh, it might be a little less than that. Maybe it's in the $150 billion range when you include uh, counties. But it's a big county, cities, municipalities. It's a big, big number. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have not resolved it. The the governor did move forward with a 12-point plan to reform pensions, and seven of the 12 points got shot out of the air, Mm -hmm. and it got watered down. And um, most recently we had uh, even CalPERS admit that the 7.5% rate of return was too, too high, and they needed to be more realistic. And I applaud the fact that they're talking about that, and now they need to do it. You stop using fake numbers. We have to have a realistic rate of return. Yes. We've got to get a handle on these pensions. They're going to continue to gobble up additional government services that we, as the citizens of the state, are not going to get uh, to enjoy unless that is reformed. And uh, every every recipient of a pension that is coming from local government or the state of California ought to be looking at this and making sure that it's held accountable. And we as taxpayers need to make sure that that pensions can be Mm. even afforded in California. Look at the private sector. And they don't exist anymore.
2: You know, sir, we, uh, we, we, we spend segments and segments on this program warning all of our fellow state employees up and down California about what you just talked about. And, yes, you know, we always champion that the private sector has always got to be successful first before the public sector can ever receive one benefit. And real quick, sir, as we're running out of time, you know, the holiday seasons are. it's on us. Uh, you got any great plans out there as far as what you guys are going to do over the holiday season?
0: To celebrate the birth of Christ. That's right. <laughs> As a Christian. So that's that's what we're gonna do and and we do that by uh getting going to church and then we get our family together and uh we are just so blessed. Yes. So I'm 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 so fortunate to have a beautiful family and to have to be able to serve in the Senate. It's a real honor and I, I just hope that uh everybody has an opportunity to get together with a loved one. Uh, if you don't have family, get together with a friend and uh, take time to reflect on uh, the beauty that exists in the world and, and why we're celebrating Christmas.
2: Well, sir, we want to take the time to wish you a Merry Christmas on behalf of all your listeners up here. And real quick, if they want to get in touch with you, how they can do that, what's the best way?
0: Uh, just give my office a call, uh, area code 916-651-4001 and uh, we'd love to help you out with any issue that you have. Uh, Typically, we can help you, I can't guarantee it, but if there's a problem with a government agency, please give my office a call, and we will fight for you.
2: Absolutely, sir. Once again, Merry Christmas, and thank you once again for coming on to our show.
0: Thank you, Andrew. Again, I appreciate it.
2: California State Senator Ted Gaines, a regular contributor here on the 503 Report. Boy, we just can't thank him enough. Right, a
0: great
1: guest today. Thank and, you. Boy,
2: you know what, good luck to you down there, sir, with all the members of the California Republican uh, side of that stupid majority controlled by the communocrats, sociocrats, and the marxocrats. So, yes, uh, hopefully they can get some gains down there. And, you know, folks, uh, it is what it is, and that's why we bring it here to you and, uh, you know, just think about it and be involved. All right, Andy, what do you got? All right, folks, time for our favorite, favorite book. This one comes from Matthew 6:33. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. God bless you, America.
1: The 503 Report, bringing Sacramento on the world deal.
2: And, of course, we want to thank those men and women who go to work every day, working the toughest beat the state, performing a duty, so that you, our listener, up and down the great state of California and across this nation can be saved.
1: Thank you so much for your calls and your texts and Senator Ted Gaines for joining us. And I know he appreciates hearing from all of us up here as well. We'll be on again, of course, next week, right before Christmas. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and invite you to join us next Friday. Also, next, uh, tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock, right before the news and swap shop on KSUE, And at 7.30 on Sunday before pre-programmed shows. On a half hour of the show at sierradailynews.com. Catch a rebroadcast of this show. In its entirety. Have yourselves a great weekend. It's going to be cold out there. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hello,
3: America. Let me thank you for your time.